1: Hello, I'm Scott Soschnick. And I'm Jacob Feldman. And this is the Where in the World is Ebby Novi Williams Today Sports Business Podcast, the Sportacast.
0: <laughs> yeah, where is Waldo Williams? Well, Waldo Novi Williams. I can answer the question. Well, actually, I know where he was, I know where he was it's- intending to go. I have Ooh. not heard to see if he is actually there. So so last I heard, he was in southern France. Is that no longer? No, he, no, 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 no that's the ultimate destination. Oh, he's not there he yet. He is okay. not there yet. Novi Novi gotcha. was in Vancouver, as you know. That's why right. you were filling in last time. He was in Vancouver mm-hmm. doing his whatever he does. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like burying stuff with hot coals and, you know, you know s- s- burning stuff <laughs> right. into, into wood Sauna, tree trunks. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I've got some other travel. So I was un, uh, unable to uh, represent Sportico at uh, Cannes Lions, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of the brand and advertising summit in Cannes. Uh, so we had to send Mr. Novi Novi from, I believe his itinerary, if I have it right. I believe it's from Vancouver to Amsterdam. Last I spoke with him, he was in the airport at Amsterdam, had a few hours mm-hmm. to kill. Uh, then that was he, dangerous place to kill a few yeah, hours. I was okay. going to say, yeah. I hope yeah. I hope he stays in the airport. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, these brownies look good. Uh, right, right. So from Amsterdam, I believe he is flying a short flight, hour, hour and a half to Nice. Then mm. he's boarding the train from Nice to Cannes. If... But I've been seeing people tweet, by the way, I think this morning alone, uh, Jessica Berman, Maria Sharapova, Mm -hmm. the Rabel brothers have been tweeting Yeah, from from Sport Beach. And that's what sort of what Mm -hmm. our area is called. I believe Axios is there as well. The Mm -hmm. Athletic is there. And uh, it's just a spot for sort of. This sports sports business media to get together with these brand leaders and athletes. Everybody wants in on sports. And so Novi Novi will be representing us. I I know he has a panel discussion. I'm not really sure. I know Rabel's on there. Paul and Michael are on that that panel um but you know hey what the heck why not send waldo yeah. out there and, and get him a, a few frequent flyer miles right
1: if you're if you're listening to this podcast on sport beach send us a photo on twitter or something we would love to uh love to see that's a good point um, we should
0: tell we should tell yeah. everybody to you know kind of tag us and if you're on sport beach mm-hmm. send us a photo i hadn't I hadn't thought of that but they better i know yeah. they're listening yeah. i know they listen to the show mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's just say you know we can say nice things about the rabels and jessica berman and see what they come back with but uh let's hope novi novi arrives just fine I and mean, we should have made him call in by the way i mean so what if you're <laughs> traveling for like 24 straight hours we should have made right, him do a right. little extra work yeah film a little travel show or something so
1: um not to change topics too abruptly but i literally just saw a text pop up on my phone uh with a link to a tweet from kurt uh which is always a good sign and kurt Bodenhausen, and a- yeah. And a message that says, that's a crazy deal. So what, what is Kurt tweeting about today, Scott? Let's, let's jump right into
0: it. I, I don't know who he talked to, but uh, I know there's a sources out there have talked to Mr. Badenhausen, uh, Mr. Lionel Messi. The deal to bring him in, in, to hey, enter Miami and MLS is very close but nobody mm-hmm. has heard details until now. And I believe Mr. Modern is telling us this is what we know, right? Here's your broad outline of what we know at the moment. When you're low breaking news, Chiron here, but go ahead. Yeah. I, I, did you see my, uh, my homage to Kevin weeks the other day when we broke the, mm-hmm. uh, the owner of the Ottawa senators, I did the yeah, walking yeah. in the street, breaking news, breaking <laughs> news. Exactly. Well, well, here we go from Kurt Badenhausen two and a half mm-hmm. years. Uh, what he, uh, what he has told us as an option for 26, I don't know if that's a player option or a team option or, or both. Uh, Fifty to sixty million dollars is the annual value, but this is important: from salary, signing mm-hmm. bonus, and equity in the club, and that's right. uh, that's hard to that's hard to peg though. Because if I mean, I I would guess, and I think you would too, Mr. Feldman, that the value of Inter Miami next week is a whole lot <laughs> right. different the different. value of Inter Miami than two weeks ago. So that's Absolutely. that. Right? Okay,
1: uh, yeah. important. There's, there's some bankers who are staying busy trying to figure out that right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Let's see. Maybe we should have some fun, and we'll do uh, we'll make current value. On all the clubs (laughs) again, but we'll start with... Day by day,
1: like the Miami value on Monday, on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Daily valuations from Kirk. So
0: When he signs the contract, the minute he signs (laughs) the deal, we see this spike, right? Right. There's no MLS subsidy in this deal. So this is not being aided by the, the parent organization. This is Jorge Mas and David Beckham's club. They are the ones making this happen. And this is the most significant part that I find absolutely fascinating. And that could change the paradigm moving forward that any monies brought in from Apple, or I think in this, because we're talking soccer, and I said Lionel, not just Leo, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to call it Adidas instead of Adidas. (laughs) Uh, Any monies brought in from Apple and Adidas are on top of the 50 to 60 million. So we all know that Apple spent big uh, to put MLS on its platform, right? It's $250 million. Um, And... This will be based on how many subscriptions come in to see Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many jerseys it like are special, sold? Especially
1: international subscriptions, especially is what people are talking. That, about. That's yeah. the
0: beauty of the of, of the flat platform, right? And it, and mm-hmm. this, this, I go to you anyway because the soccer mm-hmm. the soccer broadcaster was so fractured. Like, if, it's mm-hmm. really hard to figure... Fa- even for a diehard fan to figure out where the games are, forget about oh someone like me that is a casual fan, Jacob, help me out. What does it mean for a from a viewer's perspective and therefore the ability to monetize when it's oh so simple for fans to find the games?
1: Well, exactly, yes. I wrote a little bit about this last week but you know i I'm, I'm a Tottenham fan, so we can go a week and, and they'll play on. NBC, they'll play on Peacock, they'll play on USA, they'll play on Paramount+, and they'll play on ESPN+. Plus In in, in a single week. And and I'm probably skipping a couple other platforms around, too. This is going to be so much easier for international fans now trying to watch MLS action, because it is going to be on Apple. I'm still a little bit unclear exactly how they're going to manage... The subscription offering when it comes to price points in different markets where, you know, the economies are different and the expectations are different. But uh, broadly, you know, the marketing will be fairly simple from an international perspective. If you want Messi, go here. And like you're saying, then you can cl- very clearly track. Here's And again, maybe there's some bankers working on this too, but here's how many international subscribers we expected. Here's how many we got. Okay, you know, Messi is... Probably uh, responsible for I don't call it half or, m- or more of those additional subscriptions, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, if he's getting ten percent or whatever, he's getting out of that. Um, you've got your deal. And what, what's interesting to me, this is is going to you know we live in, in sports world, we live on sport beach uh, a lot of the times. Um, this deal, I think, it's going to have an impact beyond sports even. Because what if you're trying to get Matt Damon to get it to have an Apple TV movie? All of a sudden, he's going to say, "Okay, I want to cut of subscriptions too." So that I think is one of the reasons this deal has not been. Put to paper yet and, and something i'm really interested to see how long that takes we all know apple can take a long time with negotiations they've gotten that reputation now we saw how long the sunday ticket thing dragged on before they eventually dropped out of that and so they are very particular about because there is a, a massive uh, precedent being sent here beyond sports. And so we're very interested to see those details, Kurt, uh, if he can if he can dig those up for us as well, uh, you know, maybe by lunchtime tomorrow. That'd be
0: fantastic. I'm also interested in the fact that you don't have a mic flag. We have, why have we not sent you a mic flag yet? You look like one of those. I think I need three. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think it's
1: a third appearance. Yeah. And then I can I can uh, like, uh, trade up. You look yeah. like
0: one of those giant BBC uh, EPL uh, spit guard thing, you know, right there. You, you just, just, one of those <laughs> oh, you, yeah, yellow, yeah, that... you, you need your own, like uh, you need your own mic flag Though we're going to get you one of those. Uh, and when you think about back to David Beckham, like his mm-hmm. deal when he joined was that he would have the option to purchase a team for $25 right. million. And if you looked at the trajectory of the growth of the league, excellent, excellent deal for Beckham. But, but it was and, a, it was a
1: bet on the league to some degree. Cause I think at that absolutely. point, like you're saying the valuations were like in the 10 million range and all of a sudden he joins and then boom, yeah, you're right now they're, you know, Five, uh, five to fifty x times that
0: and, and yeah Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia, you know took, took the mm-hmm. guarantee money, um Kareem Benzema, the same thing Messi was offered what what did we hear Four hundred million dollars a year yeah. to go, uh, but he comes to MLS and again it's not as if he's a pauper as is I, we, we, we get that, but still <laughs> he's making a bet on the growth of American soccer of the audience for American soccer at a mm-hmm. time when you will have a world cup coming to US right. soil and we and you kind of know what that does you know that is that is absolutely a catalyst that is absolutely a locomotive for mm-hmm. interest in US soccer and the women's team people pay attention we see the crowds mm-hmm. at the NWSL games right now so there this interest in soccer and I love That we've heard for a long time. Oh, it's been ever. Oh, the kids. There's so many kids play, and soccer is the sport of the future. I mean, that's what the critics will say. But you you can't dump on the data, right? The data shows people are going, people are watching. We the investment is is being made. So also, once again, a calculated risk on the Hmm. future of U.S. soccer's global. Audience, not just people here who are like, "Oh, this thing." I only want to watch the EPL, or you Mm -hmm. know, there's 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 a lot of people from a lot of places watching soccer. And can this start sort of a a, the ball down or or the snowball down the hill where other name brand players, not necessarily past their prime, come and play in MLS?
1: Yeah, that's going to be the, the big question. You know, even before the World Cup, Copa America is going to be hosted in the U.S. next year. Argentina will be playing theoretically in that. Messi will be playing. for I them, saw theoretically, Messi miss a
0: penalty in the Copa final.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So now you can watch that probably in, in Jerry World or something next year. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. The thing, the other thing I'm tracking as we head towards, I think July 5th is when the summer transfer window opens. That's that is is the MLS transfer can, windows can the sign. Fifth.
0: Yeah, we're hearing my, around right. July. I think there's a game July 7th. Mm, I, believe, yeah, I, and, I believe that'll be his first game, July 7th.
1: Possibly, yeah. And the All-Star game is July 19th in D.C. Another factor here, you know, Messi has a history with with taxes and, and, and tax regulators. I'm curious to hear, I would love to be a fly on the wall when he gets explained the jock tax, when he shows up in D.C. for three days, all of a sudden they're going to take 50000 from him. That'll be a, a fun conversation. But the, 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 the deadline, July 5th, is also a huge deadline for Adidas, for these shirt makers. There's already stories coming up. When Messi signed with PSG, the shirts sold out. And this is a you know global club. They've got Neymar. They've had big names before. Shirts sold out in 30 minutes. Uh, so, enter Miami all of a sudden. I don't know if you saw the stories. This is probably a few weeks ago. If you remember with the Barbie movie, the hype around the yeah, Barbie movie. Yes. There was uh, stories that the Barbie movie used so much pink paint uh, there's a global shortage, so uh, I think we we may see the same thing uh, with Miami here because they, you know, pink is, is a big factor there, and there are already stories about how quickly they're going to sell and how quickly they're trying to ramp up production. And and I think that's just the perfect microcosm for everything the MLS is going to try to do to take advantage of this moment when it comes in a month.
0: Come on, my- Michael Rubin must be salivating at the chance, mm. you know? Oh, you're going to challenge my supply chain and my vertical <laughs> exactly. integration. yeah. And, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure that you can get those suckers cranking. <laughs> you you do not want to get caught flat-footed. Where the demand outpaces what you can, what but you I mean, sell. even
1: at the World Cup, Argentina's church sold out. I think it's impossible to keep up. with it, It's just fascinating. I mean, this is not something. It's not like tickets. It's you know, it's theoretically limitless. But all of a yeah, sudden, yeah, it's not a finite Messi number. Comes. Yeah, right. You don't hear about LeBron jerseys selling. There's all these other popular players, but Messi jerseys every time. So, so that we'll see how many they're able to make in the next few weeks.
0: All right. Well, let's see if we can get on top of that story. But we're talking about the valuation. <laughs> Of the club and how fast it changes once he signs. And if you're looking at global iconic athletes, uh, I think mm-hmm. you have to start with Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Michael sure. Michael decided Started to it go. All. Yeah. yeah, he went from the player side to the ownership side of the table. And guess what? He's decided he's had enough and Michael is selling his majority control of the uh, Charlotte team in the NBA at a valuation of $3 billion, with a B, dollars. He bought the stake for $275 million in 2010. And I'm not that great at math, but if you'd like to take a stab at sort of your, uh, your percentage growth right there, go for it. Oh, man. What is that? So it's more than 10x. It's like
1: 15x. So it's like... Uh... Fifteen hundred percent or something? I don't know. Is that is that right? Am uh, I close? You went to
0: Harvard. What do I know? I'm just a Syracuse guy. We didn't. I didn't do. I've I didn't had take a calculator in my pocket my whole life. <laughs> I
1: don't, I, I don't don't look at me for the mental math. But yeah, it's 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 stunning, and
0: that's not the only stunning sale, you know, number of, of the week, right? No, not the only. Sale. You want you want to go and tell people about the Tampa Bay Lightning? You want me to do it? I mean, oh you, you. All right. Well, the, the Lightning are selling a stake to Arctos sports partners and our friends at Arctos. Valuation mm-hmm. on that is 1.4 billion and you have to know how these transactions work. You know there's LP discounts and there's things they can mm-hmm. do for for sexy headlines. I don't think Arctos is paying that much, but the valuation on the club is 1.4 billion and that comes on the heels of an almost billion dollar sale of the Ottawa Senators, right? And by the way, that doesn't even include what uh, Michael Ann Lauer, the new owner is going to have to do an investor in the Montreal Canadiens to get himself a new arena. I mean, that's probably right. where the valuation bump comes from. That there is a real estate mm-hmm. opportunity here. Well, as we've said a million times on this shows, prospective owners don't want turnkey. It's amazing. Some people you want to buy a house; they want they want turnkey. They don't want to do a right. thing. They just want to hang up the coat and they're in. Some people mm-hmm. want a project. You know, and, yeah. and and I I always make make the analogy to real estate that uh, in this it's a project. You either want a media. Uh, play or you want a real estate play, much like the Commanders, you can get a new stadium, <laughs> and if you do it right, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say some dirty words here, if you can get public money, you know, look look at look at uh, what uh, the Oakland A's are looking to get. Um, right. What was it eight hundred and fifty million the Raiders got from the yeah, state of Nevada Seventy eight hundred million. Yes. the Buffalo Bills. Set mm-hmm. a record then Titans, for public yeah. money, Titans. Yeah, so uh, some places can, some places can't. <laughs> so you see if you can get some public money in it. But uh, with the media contracts, look, I mean, and let's just look at, at, at Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, would, yeah. I would assume assume that an, a guesstimate as to the new media deals is baked into this number, obviously. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, it has uh, to be. So, yes. But is it 2X? Is it three mm-hmm. X at a time when the streaming services are are really looking to get involved? When can ESPN afford not to have the NBA and all the shoulder programming <laughs> and the and the number of hours it takes up across all the platforms on the debate shows? Can ESPN do without the NBA? Mm, I I don't think so. So. I, I, it, uh, are we 2X? I, are we 3X? The last time, I think I said this on the last show, that Ted Leonsis last time was, uh, said during the last new, new Deal, there's no better time to be an NBA owner. Put the microphone mm-hmm. in front of Ted this time, he's going to say there's no <laughs> better time to be an NBA owner. Sure. And he might, it might be true When however long this new deal is. When that one expires, you may be able to say the same darn thing.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got two questions on the, on the Hornets thing, which I think is, is really interesting. And I'll start with the small one, the Charlotte-specific one first, which is the NBA draft is Thursday. Uh, the Hornets have the number two pick. And I'm curious if they had gotten the number one pick. I'm sure someone has done the math internally because of the timing of this transaction. If they had gotten the rights to Victor Wembenyama, I mean, that's got to be a $100 million asset, you would think, right? Given the, the global opportunity, given the, the media opportunity locally. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about that and the timing of all that. But my bigger question is the Hornets, like you said, valued at $3 billion. So this is the seventh highest valuation at the time of sale that we've had. Uh, and, and six of those have come either... Last year or this year, so in the last 18 months, do you think this trend of of sales is going to continue? This, is the market going to continue to be this hot, this active, or is this some sort of you know post COVID kind of? condensing of deals or just a specific moment where everyone's seeking an opportunity or do you expect to see a handful of these deals each year for the next few years
0: well let's break them down to the ones that have happened and and the reasons why right so right well it's specific dan snyder would not have sold the commanders without sort of all the brouhaha so that would not have happened um eugene melnick passed away the senators would not have traded had that not happen, but we have to expect things like things are going to happen because they're happening with more frequency, and a lot of owners are getting older. What you'll see is I don't know if it's an acceleration, but you will mm. see the continuation, a rapid mm. continuation, if that makes sense, of the limited partnerships trading, and those yeah. are getting yeah. more valuable as well as p- yeah. You have your passive partners like your Arctoses and your Dials. Um, and Dial, by the way, is part of the Hornets transaction. So you have your passive partners, but you will also have some limited partners that come in and, and get board seats and, and have an active say in how things are managed. So I would – and by the way, if, if I put my – you may be a little too young to remember Johnny Carson. Do you ever watch Johnny Carson? You know Creskin? You know, you I mean, don't know the Creskin reference? Carson. Did not know John, Kreskin. Johnny Carson would put the thing on it. He'd wear like the whole I like, get up, you know, and he put put the, the paper to his head as if it's going to come to me. <laughs> it's coming to me as I am doing now. And mm-hmm. if, if I can be my creskin moment, I would say we are not far off from sovereign mm-hmm. wealth hitting, the, you know, mm-hmm. pro sports. Uh, you're not far off from college endowments. I can't right. wait we'll to see where, yeah, where Harvard yeah. is going to put its money to work first. Uh, I, I would hope it'd be you know one of the Boston clubs. I mean, it'd be great. Harvard takes mm-hmm. a stake in Fenway Sports Group. Come on, it's got to happen. It mm-hmm. just makes it makes mm-hmm. too much sense, right? Um, so I don't think that's slowing down. The question is in in number, right? Now we're talking about valuation, What what's going to happen sure, with valuations. Sure. And I've asked a bunch of owners, like, what scares you? I, <laughs> I, I got pandemic. You know, Nobody saw that. Nobody sure. had that on the bingo card. Uh, media does not look as if it's slowing down. The, the top tier sports properties, and that's what we're talking about here, the money is going to be available. It's just must, must have programming for oh so many reasons. Yeah. So I, I yeah. don't see that slowing down. I don't see it slowing yeah. down at all. Uh, I think, in fact, we're, well, we're going to see more I mean examples. This,
1: this volume is great for us, obviously, covering it because you get to see kind of month by month, you know, uh, year by year, the valuations fluctuate in a way when there's only you know one it's,
0: NFL deal for five years. It, it makes it much harder. Constant resets for Kurt Bottenhausen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, last time – not well, not the last time I saw Gary Bettman, but the time before that – Let's say Gary wasn't thrilled with the valuations that we put out on the NHL. He's like, you have no methodology. I'm like, yes, we do, Gary. Actually, we publish them. Uh, but, you know, we cannot factor in for sort of just what somebody wants to pay for something if they really want it. Heart, right. You know, yep. it's head, It's hard overhead. We can't factor mm-hmm. that in. It, it, it's impossible. But what we do, Gary, will not artificially inflate just for the scarcity. <laughs> you know, we try to factor mm-hmm. that in as best we can. But we have seen again Ottawa real estate, uh, Commanders real estate. Um, what we will now do, and when I say we, I mean Kurt. He has to do all the work. Is <laughs> will inflate this will inflate every valuation across mm-hmm. the NHL. That and so it's going to start from a higher point. But it's not like uh, it's not like we do willy nilly. You know, mm-hmm. Kurt does the work. Right. He looks at the revenue. He he, he really talks to as many people as he can around the league to get a, as close to what a sensible valuation would look like, and then somebody comes in and blows it out of the water. Okay, and, and that could be the Phoenix Suns and Matt Ishbia because he's, always, mm-hmm. he's been on a bunch of teams and he didn't get it, and he really, really wanted this when he had an opportunity to get control at a $4 billion mm-hmm. valuation or whatever it was. So he did it. He, you know, he said, okay, it's worth it to me. I never would have thought Josh Harris would have gone to $6 billion. But Josh is a Chevy Chase Maryland, you know, guy. Grew up there, <laughs> and he sees yeah. an opportunity. You don't get a chance to get an NFL team in your hometown every minute of every day. This was What's his chance to mm-hmm. get the team. So, if I'm guessing, Josh figures he overpays. Uh, it does he think he's com- is he comfortable with the number he paid? I don't know. I mean, I've seen Josh bid on other things like the New York Mets. I'm guessing he is. Yeah, yes. yeah, but but. This, this was the question that, that I keep asking other people when, when we bring up Josh and how much he paid. Is mm-hmm. this a short-term hold for Josh Harris? No, it is not. Is Josh going to keep this thing in his family for the next – and I'm going to make up a number – for 20 <laughs> years? Let's say Josh holds it for 20 years, right? Okay. Does anybody, anybody think 20 years from now – I'm going to have to dig up this episode – that Josh <laughs> Harris is going to look yeah. back – and say, oh man, that was a terrible investment. The, the Washington commanders were a terrible investment at $6 billion when I'm sitting here, I don't know, he'll sell it in 20 years for 14. <laughs> I'm I making, again, I'm totally making it up. My point is that uh, if, if you're gonna hold it, and more, more, more than that, if you're going to enjoy it, like I don't know how many owners actually enjoy the investment <laughs> because if you own an EPL team, you are man you're in it every week. You you mm-hmm. you you lose 3 points and that you should fans, have gotten. Yeah. yeah, this it's stressful. There's anxiety. Yeah. I don't I really don't know. If you're not enjoying it, get the heck out. Take the money and mm-hmm. get the heck out. And I don't know how much Michael Jordan was enjoying. It. I don't know if, if that's why he was selling it or he's got other things he wants to do or he saw, you know what? 3 bill, I got to take it. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's just an opportunity, fine. But we yeah. should know by the yeah. way. We should know and stressful all around in the core businesses and you know it's being sold charlotte's being sold to gabe plotkin who was melvin capital who's the founder of melvin right, capital right. does that said, does, story. yeah does melvin capital ring familiar to you you know for me yes
1: um, if people were, were eagle-eyed uh, followers of, of the gamestop saga yeah there you go Everybody want to talk melvin about capital? a meme yes.
0: stock you want to tell everybody what happened to <laughs> to melvin capital and, and gamestop
1: Oh man! Well, now we're digging into the deep recesses of my you know twenty was that early twenty one. Uh, Put but basically this way: they, they, he he he, he bet short he on GameStop. He shorted GameStop. And and there you go. A bunch of redditors made him pay for it big, They're, right? And I think I don't know if the fund disappeared or billion
0: yeah. dollars. Yeah, losses, the red yeah. the losses on that right Citadel in point yeah. seventy two, and if point seventy two mm-hmm. sounds familiar, that's Steve Cohen of the New York Mets infused mm-hmm. many billions of dollars. And eventually Plotkin said, you know what? I'm winding down. I'm going to give the money back. And like I'm done. It didn't work out. So right. you want to talk stressful. <laughs> You're seeing billions of dollars disappear right. as sort of. You Maybe know, I'll just own a baseball on, on, on team and team. hang out. Yeah. I, I, I exactly. Yeah. I would think that a pro sports team at this point would be just as comfortable as a certificate of deposit. That yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to go up 10, 15, 20, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I am comfortable, I would say in the NFL, certainly you're, com- you're comfortable yeah. with positive cash flow and mm-hmm. long-term asset appreciation. In the NBA, if done rather, you know, you could make the argument there are a couple that maybe lose some money, you know, you can lose some money. Um, but uh, I, I would be pretty darn comfortable with an NBA team, NFL team that <laughs> I'm going to be able to generate an annual profit, as well as bask in the glow of long-term appreciation.
1: Yeah, and we're seeing a split now between the, the folks who are going that route versus the folks who are looking for the big returns and looking at niche sports, you know, whether it's pickleball or, or women's sports or things that are growing much more rapidly and, and,
0: and riskier. Uh, and, and there is a divide there these days. I mean, the talk used to be: remember, not so long ago, it was like, "What would you buy if you wanted to get in? If you had?" But it's just this is about price point for entry now. It's the point mm-hmm. of entry. Your mm-hmm. point of entry on an NFL team, you you're rarefied air here. You know, <laughs> Josh Harris and Mitch Rails had to had to get a little creative here and still the NFL right. wasn't comfortable with, with all the financing and they will work through it and it'll be fine and they'll close that deal. Uh, it used to be all right, maybe you ought to go get an NHL team. Now I've got the audit of senators at a billion dollars. So you say, All right, now I'm gonna go for maybe you know, it was an, an MLS team. Now I'm gonna have Inter Miami <laughs> valued at who knows what, to, pulling yeah. everybody else up. So yeah, now you, you look at is is it you know PLL is changing, uh, mm-hmm. changing its structure a little bit. They're they're going to city teams instead of or at least in part instead of just that central touring model. Wouldn't surprise me if in the not too distant future you'll be the ability to buy an individual team there what will the price point be for or nwsl we see expansion fees 50 plus million dollars there this is not you know small shekels here it's it's okay what's next where's the investment where can i get in i want to be involved in in sports but i just can't do it at the top top tier
1: right right we got a couple minutes left here can i uh get something off my chest and, and ask you a question
0: Do I have to, I mean, is it something I'm going to know? I mean, this is not something Toby Williams does regularly, but go for it. No, it's
1: not going to be, no, not a trivia. I'm asking your opinion. It's not a uh, a factual Oh, opinion I can give you. Go ahead. Okay, good, good, good. So, U.S. Open wrapped up this weekend. Uh, Wyndham Clark won uh, a name few people knew. Uh, we've got plenty written about him on the site. Rory McIlroy came in second. Uh, you know, not his first time being in second, uh, hasn't won a major, I think in nine years or something
0: along those lines. Rory McIlroy hasn't I, won a major in nine years. Is that true? I think I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't follow golf that closely. I mean, I, I, the, the money of golf. Yes. Who wins and loses? I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> Point being, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten there in, in a little while. And the story afterwards, I mean, they ask him coming off the course or asking him about some of his missed putts uh he had one bad approach shot that they asked him you know just what, what the miss was some of the analysts were breaking down his mistakes but me watching that and, and you tell me maybe this is just me being a millennial and, and trophy culture and all that the guy finished second in the u.s open he beat hundreds of people he won i'm assuming more than a million dollars is it wrong for me i mean i, I think f1 does it so different like does golf need a podium do they need some way to celebrate
0: Second and third. Second is not losing in a golf tournament, in my opinion. Is that is that wrong? It's not winning. Uh no, you're you're right, and I will bring it to you. I have always I've thought this, but in a different frame of reference. Uh I have always thought this, and why I'm not so sure. Uh, but I've I always thought this about Anna Kornakova way mm-hmm. way back in the day, because sure. the knock against Kornakova was she never won a grand slam, right? Mm-hmm. She was, I, I think at her her best was what? Number seven in the world, eight in the world, whatever it was, you know, whatever. She was a highly ranked competitive tennis player. Right. I'm, that's a success. How did you right. knock being one of the 10 best at anything in the world? Sorry she didn't win Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. No, I, I get it. But the career... Uh, 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 I would say becoming or or climbing to number two, even two, if you never won two, three, four, five, through fifteen, mm-hmm. twenty, twenty-five. I don't know what. The, I don't even think there is a cutoff. If you sure. are making a living as one of the top players yeah. in the world, mm-hmm. you have done a damn good job. That is an accomplishment to be celebrated. Which makes, pi- and then you look at Djokovic and Nadal, mm-hmm. and, and and Venus, and Serena, uh, it, it even makes their accomplishment that much more remarkable. It's not to take away from what they have accomplished. It's, uh, it, it's unbelievable. But that does not mean to discount what the other players who did not win the majors, they are still among the top in their craft in the world, and that should be celebrated. So for, I, with that, I agree with you.
1: Oh, I'm glad to hear that! Fantastic. Yeah, we can we can end on that that point of agreement then. All
0: right, I guess I'll do the close. Right, he is Jacob Feldman <laughs> on the Twitter, Jacob Feldman four. I am Scott Soschnick on the Twitter at Soshnik. Our producer is Keith Zanardi. Thank you very much, Keith, for working on the holiday. We do appreciate the effort. The digital media editor's core development. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sporticast, which is the hub of the Sportical Media Network.